Joshua chapter number 24. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to preach and then we're going to have a special song at the end. I don't know who that is, so everybody get ready, okay? And uh, <clears throat> we'll just kind of see where the Lord uh, lets us go. I don't have an introduction, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, but I want to title the message or the thought tonight on a good place to start. And uh, every time we look over in Joshua chapter 24, you have to go to where Joshua is speaking. And he says in verse number 15, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And uh, just in case there's any doubt among my family, namely my children and my wife, I want you to know that our house is going to serve the Lord. In case there's any doubt amongst our church, I want you to know that that my family and I invite you to serve the Lord with me tonight. As I began to think about, whoop, as I began to think about this, I began to question, you know, what, what exactly is going on in this particular passage? Joshua is saying you need to choose and you need to figure out some things, figure out what side you're on, if you will. And he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. But I'm glad that he didn't just come and give them just a, uh, just kind of a dead-headed choice and say, listen, boys, it's now, you, 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 you gotta choose right now. But instead, he spent the whole chapter speaking the words of God. Speaking things that they should remember. And things that they had learned from their fathers and their mothers. And so if it's okay, I'm just gonna give you three or four things and I'm going to the house tonight. But, uh, a good place to start I want us to look number one in verse number one. Remember where you are. <laughs> and Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel. Look at this word to Shechem. And it says he called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers. And they presented themselves before God. Where were they? They were at Shechem. Now, that doesn't mean anything to us. It's just one of those Bible names, and we oftentimes we just kind of run over it. But number one, remember where you are. And we see here this Shechem. And uh, just to give you a little history lesson, Shechem is the first place that God ever appeared to Abraham. Who did the children of Israel, even in the New Testament, who did they claim as their father? Our father, Abraham. And as you look, you can go back to Genesis chapter number 12, verse number 6 and 7. You see that God appeared to Abraham there, and it was in Shechem. Not only that, but you can look over uh, back a few chapters in chapter number 8, and you find that Shechem is the place where the people renewed the covenant between themselves and with God. 
Not only that, but in Joshua 24, you turn the page. If you got a Schofield, you look at verse number 32. Uh, you see that the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, uh, they buried in Shechem in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver. And it became an inheritance of the children of Joseph. If you were so inclined tonight, you can turn over to Acts chapter number 7. And that's where the deacon Stephen was essentially preaching to the religious crowd there. And in verse number 16, he said that Abraham, their father, was buried in Shechem. So number one tonight, if we're going to choose, then we need a good place to start. And that would be to go back or to remember where you are. I want you to know tonight that this physical place is not the first time I heard the voice of the Lord. But if I, it doesn't matter if I were to go with Brother Morgan over to Uganda or if I went over to Scotland or if I went some other foreign place or, or I walked down the street. It does not matter because Brother Lee, I got saved when I was 12 years old and the Holy Ghost came into my heart. And it was in my heart that I first heard the voice of the Lord speaking to my soul. And I want us to remember, if we're going to make a choice, if, if we're going to be like the people here in the company of Joshua, and we're going to have to make a choice on whose side that we are on, we need to remember where we are. I'm glad that the Bible says over in Hebrews chapter 13, how that I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Somebody sang a song, or maybe mentioned how that this morning, about Jesus' presence being ever with us. And I praise the name of God today that it does not matter what time of day it is. It does not matter what season of year it is. It does not matter what season of life I am in or what physical, emotional, or mental state that I am in. I can remember that where I am, there God is as well. And I'm glad to report that I'm saved, saved, saved by the blood of Christ. And it happened on that day in April 24th, 1992. And because of that, because I remember when it was, I can remember where I am right now and I can choose this day whom I will serve. We also need to remember uh, not only uh, Shechem, but where you are right now. I, I, I thought as I was writing some things down yesterday that I may be speaking. Uh, we had all kinds of different things planned for yesterday just in case it didn't go the way that we wanted it to. And, and Brother Jody said, well, you just be ready to preach. He said, we have a house full, even if it's church full, we're just going to have church. So y'all were going to get either preached to or get fed yesterday. Come on. And uh, as I began to think about some of these things, my, my mind began to think about maybe, <laughs> woo, maybe a, an hour alcoholic or maybe a drug addict or or maybe a man that had broken up his family would would come to that meeting yesterday and possibly hear the gospel or hear the word of God for the first time and the, my, my thought was this how uh, we just mentioned Shechem and that place where we heard the voice of God uh, but also uh, we need to remember where we are and uh, I, I began to ponder the question of of, of asking very pointedly yesterday 
Uh, if I were to speak that if have you ever met the Lord? And so tonight, this is Sunday night. Uh, you are the if I can say this, and I know somebody will get mad, but this is the cream of the crop. You you have that cream of the crop that's in Sunday school, that's on Sunday night, and that's on Wednesday night. Okay. And uh, now I realize that just about everybody in our church falls into that. So I'm a pretty blessed pastor, Amen. Uh, but uh, I still ask you tonight: Have you met the Lord? Do you rem- is there a Shechem in your life? Do you remember the first time you heard the Lord yourself? I'm not just talking about hearing someone talk about Him. Brother Jody mentioned last Tuesday night at the I believe it was last Tuesday night, it may have been a few weeks ago, uh, but he mentioned that we need to to really pray that God will bring some men and some women, some families in to the camp meeting so they can truly get in and experience the glory of the Lord possibly for the first time in their lives. So I ask the question tonight, have you met the Lord? Because if you're going to make a choice, you need a good place to start. And it's going back to remember that time that you met the Lord. It goes back to that time where you made promises to God. It goes back, woo, it goes back to that time where God made promises to you. And I'll tell you, I was thinking the other day, you know, we always say that God's never failed us and, and we've never been disappointed and that's true. That's absolutely true. But I began to try to find some places, Miss Abby, where God may have failed me and, and I went back through 30 years. Went back through 30 years and now one time did I find where God had ever failed me. And I went back and I began to claim promises that I've claimed throughout the, the years. And, and I began to say, well, God, it didn't work out just this way. But God reminded me. That it worked out for good and, and it hit me again that, that God still hasn't failed me in these 30 some years. I praise Whoop, I'm about to ready to have church tonight. Do you remember somebody that's been faithful in your life? Somebody that has had the faith and you've wanted what they've had. There's some young folks here and you're you may have made a profession of faith and maybe you're going through the motions and you're here because you're told to and you see people, see people crying and you see people shouting. You see people raising their hands and none of it makes any sense to you. I want you to think about it today here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. I want you to etch this time in your heart today because one of these days, if you don't know Him, one of these days you're going to give account to hearing the gospel of Christ. And if there's anything that can help you in your walk of life, it's this, it's this old, I want to say this very carefully, it's this old time Holy Ghost religion that we have. I'm not, not talking about a new fandangled system. I'm not talking about just some antiquated thing. I'm talking about the old paths. I'm talking about the things that have worked. The songwriter said it worked for my mama. It worked for my daddy. It's good enough for me. I want you to know that we can go back not only through the annals of our own history here at the church and through our own Christian life, but through the confines of the Word of God we can find that the old paths worked every single time. So tonight, I want you to let you know that if you'll, if you'll remember where you are, that's a good place to start. Number two, I want us to remember the past blessings. Verse number three, we find here in this text. And I took your father Abraham 
from the other side of the flood and, and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. Now quickly, God took Abraham from everything that he knew. Preacher said it this morning in the New Testament. He said, follow me and I and I will. Essentially, there in Genesis chapter number 12, God told Abraham, if you'll follow me, I will. And he did, and he did. Amen? What do I mean by that? Abraham followed God, and God did. God said, I will, and he did. Amen, Brother Kenneth? But God took Abraham from everything that he knew. But understand that he was separated from his home. He was separated from most of his family. But I'm glad that God gave him more than he ever thought he had and God gave him more than he ever thought he would have. You see there's something about remembering the past blessings that Joshua realized was true. Not only Joshua, but you find this here in verse number 2. And Joshua said unto all the people, thus saith the Lord God of Israel. It is, it is the preacher or the pastor, if you will, here. Joshua that's declaring the words of the Lord. God knew that these people had a choice that they were going to have to make. And He knew that they were going to have to remember some things in order to make it. He could have went from verse number 1 all the way to verse number 15. He could have gathered everybody together. He could have called the heads of Israel. He could have called the judges and the officers to prevent themselves before God. And He could have said, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers that served were that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I guarantee you, those people. I guarantee you, if it went from verse number one uh, to verse number fifteen, they'd been looking around, thinking, "What in the world is going on? How uh, we got here, and all of a sudden the preacher jumped down our throats." Oh, but honey, I'm glad that it wasn't that way. I'm glad it began to declare the word of the Lord, and God began to say, hey, you remember your father Abraham? You remember how he gave it all up? But do you remember what all I gave him? Then we think about not only Abraham, we think about Moses. You remember Moses. It says here in our text that Moses was separated from his own mother. And I love the way that God works. He was separated from his mother out of fear of or dread of death. But then all of a sudden, when the Pharaoh's daughter found this little baby. Uh, She was not in that motherly way, and she could not nurse him, uh, but she found a Hebrew mother that just so happened uh, to be Moses' mama, and she was able to raise him until she could wean him. Then he was raised. Now, he didn't even know that that was his mama, Miss Jean. Far as I can tell, it was Moses and his handmaid, or Moses and his midwife, whatever you might want to call it. (laughs) But I'm glad that God knew uh, what he was going to do when the whole thing went down the pike. He separated Moses from his mother. He was raised as the Pharaoh's son. He was raised in the education of Pharaoh. He was raised in the military of Pharaoh. Seemingly pushed completely away from the God of Egypt. But somewhere along the line, God did a work in Moses' heart. And God sent him to the backside of the desert. And God called him with those little words, I am. And I want you to know today, not only was he a Adopted by Pharaoh's daughter, he grew up a king's son. But God used him to deliver Israel from bondage. If you're going to make a choice, you need a good place to start. And that would be just remember your past blessings. 
Talking about the backside of the desert, we see also that God put Israel in the wilderness. They wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. They fought enemies that they never knew existed in the wilderness. They had no idea that they ever existed, but they fought enemies. But in fighting the enemies, they gained riches. They gained lands. Their shoes never wore out. They were fed in miraculous ways. Quails falling down from heaven. Manna appearing out of nowhere. Water gushing out of a rock in the middle of the desert. I'm telling you, God did some things for the children of Israel. Can you remember the blessings of God? We talked a little bit about them this morning as you stood and you began to testify. And I know I've said this before. But if you testify today, you hold on to that in the bosom of your heart. Because there may come a time when you begin to question. There may come a time when the devil begins to put something in your heart. There may come a time where you question, God, are you still there? God, do you hear my prayer? But if you can remember that testimony that you gave today or this afternoon, I guarantee you that God will help you. When you begin to doubt, you begin to wonder, and you begin to question, God will say, do you remember? Do you remember last year? Do you remember yesterday? Do you remember? <laughs> if I could dance, I'd, I'd do a jig right now. Do you remember yesterday when we were scared to death and nobody would show up? About 45 people did. You remember yesterday when we thought it was going to rain us all out, but God held the rain off till about 12.37? Do you remember yesterday when we thought we weren't going to have enough food, but we had food for folks to pick up? That's just yesterday's blessing. Well, Benny gave me a thumbs up. I'm going to take it right now. Boy, man, you're going to run around this house. Choose you this day. That's, what, that's, that's, that's what's on the table tonight. But you need a good place to start. Here in two weeks, you and I are going to die together out on that racetrack. Me and you, I'm dying first. So at least pull me off the track. But Kurt, you and I, we're going to go out there and there's going to be asphalt before and after the starting line. There's going to be places that we could go. There's going to be all kinds of different roads that we can take. But if we want to be in the race, we've got to be at the right place. We've got to be at the starting line. And God's put a starting line. Church, Listen to me. Church, God's put a starting line right in front of your face tonight. And He says, I want you to remember where you are. Remember you're in, you're in Shechem, if you will. You're in the place where God has spoke to you. You're in the place where God has delivered you. You're in the place where you've made promises to God. You're in the place where God has made promises to you. He says you've got a, you've got a starting point right in front of you. You've got a good place to start if you remember the, the blessings of the past. If you remember what I did for you yesterday, know that I have never changed and I never will. And I'll be good enough for you tomorrow. I'll be good enough for you in the dark of night of the soul. I'll be good enough when you think you can't do anything and so you just lay down and weep and holler and cry out to God. He said, I'll be there. you got to make a choice. You need a good starting, starting plot. Next, I want you to see the 
Remember your own failures. And remember the hurt of others. At this point, (laughs) Israelites had been in bondage for what we know is 400 years. 400 years had been in bondage, but God delivered them. We look up in verse number 9, I believe it is. It says, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and warred against Israel and sent and called Balaam, the son of Behor, to curse you. But I would not hearken unto Balaam, therefore he blessed you still. He blessed you still, so I delivered you out of his hand. He came to curse you, but instead he ended up blessing you, and I delivered you out of his hands. What in the world just happened? Talking about remembering your own failures and remembering the hurt from others. Now, I'm going to help you right here. If you'll look up in here, watch this. You got hurt yesterday. I'm not trying to make it. I'm not trying to make I'm Listen, if you got hurt yesterday, I'm sorry. Today's a new day. If all you do is mine out all the hurt feelings that you had yesterday... You are never, never going to be able to enjoy the blessings that God's given you today. I need about three people to say amen right there. I could name names tonight, and some of y'all would know. There's some folks that claim to be a child of God, but all they ever do is live in their own failures and the hurt of somebody else. That is no way for God's people to live. Come on. Listen. We also see the king of Jordan here in our text, in verse number 11. It says, You went over Jordan and came to Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you. The Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I delivered them into your hand, and I sent the hornet before you. Anybody ever got stung by a hornet? I don't know if that hornet and this hornet's the same hornet. It still scares me enough that I didn't want to be up against all this. It says, I sent the hornet, he said, which drove them out from before you, even the two king of the Amorites, but now with thy sword, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. He says in verse 13, I've given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye did not, which ye built not, and dwell, and ye dwell in them. Of the vineyards and olive yards which ye planted not, do ye eat. Remember your own failures. Remember the hurt of others. God delivered him from the Amorites. He sent those hornets. Now they're living in a land that they didn't labor for. They're eating and they're drinking from the vines that they did not plant. They're experiencing blessings for which they had not a hand in. But God provided every single one. You say, well, I work for everything I've got. Well, I'll help you pat your back. That's wonderful. But who was it that woke you up this morning? You say, well, you're being silly. God gives us strength and He just tells us to go. Okay, that's fine. But it is God that gives you the strength. It is God that wakes you up every morning. It is God that allows you safety from point A to point B. It is God that allowed you to have the job in the first place. It is God, it is God, it is God, it is God. And we need to give God the glory for what God has given to us. We got things we didn't even work for. You need to make a choice tonight. 
It's a good place to start. Last, it's time to make a choice. Number four, it's time to make a choice. Joshua said, will you serve the gods of the Amorites? You know, you know, the gods of the Amorites, you know what happened? They were proven to be false by God to the people of Israel. He said, you've seen the lies. You've seen me prove that those gods were false. Are you going to serve something that has no substance? Or are you going to serve me? Will you half-heartedly serve God? Or will you get up and will you pick yourselves up by the bootstraps? Will you straighten your lapel? And will you go ahead and go like set your face like a flint and go forward to work for God? Will you half-heartedly serve the Lord? Will you see that God has worked in your life? Will you, you know, there's some folks that they, <laughs> they've received so many blessings that they are blind to all of them except for the one that's right in front of them. And they'll praise God all day long for what's right in front of them, but they forget about all the blessings of the past. But I ask you tonight, it, it, it's time to make a choice. And I really, I, I tried my best to preach, uh, preach tonight a message about the cross, getting ready for next Sunday's resurrection Sunday. I tried, Kurt. I tried. But I tell you what, before we ever get to, to the realization that Jesus got up from the grave, we gotta make a choice. Gotta make a choice. And we're gonna have to remember what God's done for us in our past. We're gonna have to. Are, are you ready to remember those things? Will you, very plainly, will you serve God? I've said this before. <clears throat> Man said it to me years ago. He said, there's, there's some people that come to church on Sunday morning. And he said, they love the church. He said, some people come to church on Sunday night. And those people love the preacher. He said, but some people come to church, all three of those on Wednesday night. He said, they love the Lord. Now, I have not a problem in the world with that. If y'all want to get mad, y'all can get mad at me. Okay, I'll claim originality even though I, I didn't come up with it. But here's the thing. In our society, I'm not, I'm not dumb to the fact that there's some churches that don't have church on Sunday night. Some churches don't have church on Wednesday night. But I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. If your church does, and we do, then you need to be here. I understand there's things that gets in the way. Don't misunderstand me. I understand that. But if it's a, if it's a habit, there, there's two habits that I believe as a church we need to get, get over. Constant, constantly being late and often being missing from the house of God. Those two things, I'm going to put it plainly. Do you care if I use you, Brother Stanley, as an example? Could you stand up? Would you stand up? Come over here. I want everybody to see this. And I want you to face them. I'm not being rude. I'm not being crude or anything, Brother Stanley. He's my friend. And he's got a testimony that he's told me. As soon as he's ready, I want him to pounce up and he walked the pews. Brother Stanley looks fine tonight. But Brother Stanley's got... 
something that's not right. You can you could see it as he walks, but you you can't see it here. But if if he were to to reach out with he's right handed, if he were to reach out with his right hand to shake your hand, you'd see that he's very slow in doing. Am I right? Very slow because of the pain that's in his shoulder and coming down of his arm. Now he looks whole tonight, but if I can say it like this, his right arm hasn't shown up to work, and so. He doesn't feel whole. There's times that he wants to say something, but because of the, the result of his accident, he's got to search for the right word. And so he looks whole tonight, but because he is not where he wants to be mentally, there's something missing. He'd love to be able, just, just a moment ago, he went to stand and normally he could have stood at a moment's notice But instead, he had to grab the pew in front of him and pull himself up. He looks whole, but because there's something missing, he's not fully whole. Thank you. So as a child of God, and as a body of believers, when you're not here, we're not whole. When we, and and I told, told my wife last night, I almost Decided not to have church tonight. And I tried, Brother Jim, I tried every way to excuse it. And y'all might not have minded to have a night off. But I know God would have beat the fool out of me. Because of the reasons that I was giving him. I'm tired. My back is sore. I'm wore out. And then I got to thinking about Jesus on the cross. I got to thinking about those years that Jesus and God was separated solely because He loved us. Oh my goodness. You see, when you're not here, and I'm not, I don't want anybody to think I'm beating y'all up tonight. But if you're not here, I want you to know that this body is not whole. When, when we come in late, and Lord knows I've been late several times, but when we come in late, there's something that's just not right. It, 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 it don't, it don't start off right. Brother David, if you, it, it, and, and this has happened, you, you, sometimes you, you have a hard time getting here on Wednesday night. And sometimes I, I spend five, ten minutes giving commercials. And y'all are like, Lord God, what is he doing? We need to be having church. Well, I hadn't started off right. Somebody's missing. If I didn't show up, Kurt, I, I know you'd be panicking. Did he tell me to, he'd be saying, Leah, did he tell me I was preaching today? Where's the preacher at? Choose you this day whom you will serve. Is it the God of the Amorites? Is it the gods that have fallen? It is the gods that have been proven true? Or it is, is it the Lord God Almighty? He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you, if you want a good place to start in this choice, you can start right here. You can start tonight. April the 2nd, 2023. You can start tonight. You say, I've been serving the Lord for years and years. 
And you have no idea how much I thank God for that. But I believe every single one of us, every single one of us, if the light was shone on our hearts from God Almighty, I believe we would all at some point fall short. So why can't we all, why can't we all just say, God, I'm going to re-up. You remember, they, they essentially re-up their commitments to God in Shechem. That's where they were meeting right here. So why not go ahead and say, God, you can call it rededicating if you want. It don't matter to me. You can, you can say, God, you've made all these promises and God, you've never failed me. And Lord, I've failed in so many ways. God, I just want you to know that I'm going to choose to serve you. Daddies, maybe you need to get a hold of your wife. And y'all need to get a hold of your children and say, listen, we are going to serve the Lord. Maybe, maybe somebody by themselves, not, not involving anybody else, needs to say, I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what. I can guarantee you there's a lot of other things that are vying for your servitude. And there's a lot of other things that Christians can be servants to. I believe that's why it's so important to go ahead and today choose who you're going to serve. We can serve technology. We can serve our country. We can understand what I mean by that. We can serve one another. Those are good things. Serving our country is a good thing. But if that's all that we're serving... We're not serving God. We can serve our church. But if we're serving our church and our preacher, but we're not serving God, then our priorities are out of whack. Husbands can serve their wives and wives their husbands. But where's God in all of that? Let's stand tonight. We're going to do this. Miss Lori, I want you to come and I want you to play. Play Give Him the Glory. And I don't even know what time it is, church. I've not even paid any attention. As she plays, I I sincerely want to open the altar tonight. If you just want to come and tell God that you love Him, If you want to come tonight and do as I've asked and and grab your families and dedicate your family and yourselves back to God, tonight would be a good night. Today would be a good day. Here would be a good place to start. So as she plays, the altar is open.